to the Eye of Terror. I'm your host, George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Okay, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. New Year, New Army. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) That's what GW wants. (laughs) And we do what they want, don't we? Uh, We are slaves to their will. Yes, we are. Um, Okay, so uh, lots to talk about. It's been a while since uh, our last episode, so lots to catch up on, both mm-hmm. in the games workshop world, in the hobbying progress of what we've been up to, mm-hmm. um, and um, other sort of geek stuff. Yeah, miscellaneous. Geek Plus, thing. we'll be talking about the Blood of Ball Psychic Awakening book. Yes. Giving us our first, giving you guys our first impressions of that uh, book. I'm a big Blood Angels fan, He's so a big Blood Angels fan. had to get it. Auto buy. Yeah. Okay, but as always, first we start off with hobby progress. And there's been a lot. Yes. Tons. Lots. Okay, so counter to the last uh, episode, I was actually able to get my hands on um, the Sisters of Battle army box. Mm-hmm. Jeremy over at Next Gen Games came through at the last second. Came in clutch. And then like Facebook messaged me and said, do you, I got an extra box. Do you still want it? Oh, yes. Of I'll course. Be right over. <laughs> I'm coming right now. Coming right now. Um, so thank you, Jeremy, over at Next Gen Games. Um, uh, it's uh, it's glorious. Uh, you know, nothing more to say. It, we've already said a lot about the the sculpts on the new uh, Sisters of Battle, but uh, it is a great army to hobby. It is intricate. It is yep. full of detail. Mm-hmm. The sisters are not posable, at least not in this um, battle box. So they're monopose, mm-hmm. but those poses are awesome. The poses are cool. You do get choices of heads for yes. most of the sisters. Yeah. So I split evenly between, you know, the white haired sisters and then their cool helmets. I love their helmets. Yeah. And so that's what I've been working on all through the holidays. I was, uh, I was working on the, on the sisters of, of battle and I'm, I would say 90% done yes. with them. Um, all of the major, all the sisters have been painted. Yep. I still have some details to do on the Canon S and I still have to finish, uh, the sisters Repentia and the Arco Flagellans in there. And then I have to do basing for the whole army, which I haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I went with the, uh, with the martyred rose, uh, color scheme. So it's yeah. classic sisters. Very standard. The Ultramarines of Sisters. Black Armor. Yes, right. The Ultramarines of Sisters. That's what they call themselves. (laughs) The Ultramarines of Sisters. Yeah. Black Armor, uh, Red Tabards, that sort of thing. White hair. Um, What I tried to do with the Black Armor, you know, I'm using a Vallejo Black, which is a flat black. It's the best black out there of all the blacks. Of all the blacks. That's the the one you can kill. It's the best black. All right. But it, it's a flat black, so I, you know, it's, it's the armor. I wanted to give it some depth, so I did look at some uh, YouTube tutorials on how to create um, sort of layered blacks using uh, very thin grays to slowly, slowly work, work up to a point where the light hits the armor a certain place, and it's it's subtle, but it totally adds depth to the armor. And so you're not you're not looking at just black models that are have no depth, no shaping, no no texture to them whatsoever. Now it looks like it, they're a little bit lit up, you know, in the right places. Like and it. so it, it's a lot yeah. more work right. because you apply a very thin layer of a of a of a gray that's been watered down a lot, and you apply a thin line where you think the you know the light is hitting the armor. 
and then you let let that dry and then you do another shade that's slightly lighter and then slightly lighter on and on and on and then finally you highlight you know with a with a brighter white or gray the point where the that little point where the light really hits the armor yeah. um i'm not great at doing this okay i have to admit but in comparison to all my other sort of space marine models which i which i haven't taken that kind of time to do that it looks uh, it looks great. It looks a lot better, and it certainly would look a lot better than just a flat black army. Okay, so it adds. It, you'd say the work pays off. The work is worth it for me on this army. I I didn't want you know I don't have a ton of models yet in this army. Yeah, and I I I think the models are special enough where they warrant extra work. Yeah, with those uh, great model poses. <laughs> Don't make fun of the monoposes. Well, I mean, uh, they're great. They're great. I just think having an entire, I've seen this a lot going into these new armies. True. Just monopose after monopose after monopose. Those are great for characters, um, especially special named characters. Uh, it just seems to kind of make the, the monopose feel less special. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, always the first sort of boxes that are coming out in these, you know, game sets, you know, Dark Imperium or whatever, yeah. start off that way. And then there's usually a follow up box that has a, you know, a squad of the of the unit that has more options. Yeah, I, I, I prefer. Those. And that's what's happening with the sisters. Yeah. 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 They're hopefully going to get less. Less monoposy. Less monoposy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, so back to the painting. Um I, with the tabards, I started with a corn red and then uh, worked up to to a Mephiston red um, after I on top of the base of corn red, yeah. and then I gave it um, highlights using various different um, Citadel, Evil Sun Scarlets, mm-hmm. and then there's a Vallejo red orange just to you know give it give the tabards a little bit of a flowing depth to them, mm-hmm. and that helps. Otherwise, yeah. they, again, you'd have flat red and flat that's red. boring, yeah. and so you want to highlight the places where the tabard folds up toward the light and then the parts where the tabard is folded in toward the model is darker. Yeah. Right. You can do that through washes, but I think you also need to um, paint some parts of the tabards lighter. And that's what I've been doing. So it's, it is taking a lot of time. Plus they have all these little fleur de lis, little details and little, little spikes and little things all throughout that just takes up a lot of time. Definitely worth it. The army looks awesome. No, they yeah, they look great. They look great. Yeah, doubt. My my real issue so far has been the basing because I decided to do something kind of nutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started off by um, first of all, they have all of those Imperium floor bases. You know, the ones that that look like Imperium, like broken yeah, the, up the, gothic. They come in all the packs. Yeah, they come in the packs, the thirty-two millimeter like packs of like yeah, yeah, yeah. broken up Imperium, you know, floors with skulls and you know broken. Metal plating. Exactly, all that. And I first started off by giving them a kind of a rust brown with a little shaded of silver. And I thought, oh, that's boring. You know, the sisters are dark. They've got black armor. They've got red. I want to have the army pop a little bit. Contrast. So I saw somebody had based um, a dark army with sort of ivory bases. So I had it in my head to to give them ivory bases. So I've undone all the prior base work. And now I've, I've started to give all the bases a coat of ivory vallejo ivory and vallejo ivory is a beautiful ivory that is super super thin (laughs) (laughs) 
So it's taking coat upon coat upon coat to uh, finally get it to not be not be ivory. And how is the ivory gonna look on the? I, I don't know. It's like metal. It's metal plating. Right? I, I, it is metal plating, but I wanted I wanted to make it seem like like they're standing on sort of like you know white ivory you know church grounds. That's what I'm going for. Church I, metal. Ch- well, no church stone, like church stone. Okay. Like you're in a church, like in a, in a cathedral. Yeah, I, I, I was in Spain recently. Y- yes, I'm gonna you name were. drop some countries. Okay, and I went to a lot of cathedrals. Yes, and so I mean, it was great for inspiration in terms of painting, and you know, especially for the Sisters Army. Yeah, um, and so I think that also played into it, like these white marble floors and stuff. So I kind, I don't want to make it look like marble because that's way too much work. But mm-hmm. I do want to give it this white sort of like you know, as if they're coming in, standing in sanctified ground of some kind. All right. So I'm working with that. Um, it's going to take a lot to figure this out, how it's going to look good. Right now, it, everything looks kind of like this ivory white, and it just doesn't look good. And I'll figure it out, but right now I'm at the phase in painting. You know when you, you get to the phase in painting where you have an idea of what you want to do and you're not there yet and it looks ugly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the project is incomplete. Yeah, the project is. Uh, and you have in your head what the ideal looks like, but you're nowhere near the ideal. You're just starting and, and now you're on worried. that long now road to the that, ideal that the direction you're going it might be yeah that, that, might not that get bold you confident ideal. choice i made early on is now the reality of like looking at the painted base i'm like Ugh, you have to so you have to this looks boring just go ride that train till the end and i will and it's going to take me some time to figure it out but oh. so I'm, but the point is that it, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on the sisters mm-hmm. and but i think it, they're going to look fantastic so it'll be worth it uh, once i figure it out so I'm figuring it out as I'm going along. Well, yeah, no, I think it'll turn out well. Yeah. What I'm really happy with is the, is the penitent engine. Yes. The penitent engine. I've spent a, a, a lot of time doing penitent engine. Very happy with the way the poor bastard who's, you know, Riding crucified it. on it. His, I like the way his skin turned out and <laughs> gave him some extra wounds. Yeah. Right. Um, he's looking really, you know, uh, in agony, yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah, that's, that's what you, uh, want. you want them. <laughs> yeah, you want them. You want uh, them to look like they're in as much pain as possible. As possible. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I decided to make the the pen engine a black metal, so it's yes. it's like a black metal with uh, scratches. So it looks like a rusty blackened. Yes, yeah, like like you know, like they put them in this 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 hulk of a machine like and they didn't really take care of it that much they don't, they don't, it it's, works it's, it's gonna be used once <laughs> <laughs> and it'll do its thing it'll, and then it just needs to get together somebody will be redeemed <laughs> somebody will be sorry for their sins somebody and hopefully some heretics will die somebody uh will find their salvation in this thing yes but it, it it's looking really good, cool. I, I haven't found figured out the base for that yet because right now I just have a 40 millimeter base that's just round and flat and has nothing on it. I obviously have to figure out what I'm going to put on there to, to give it a little character. All my sisters have a skull uh, on their base, so I'm probably going to throw a bunch of skulls on, on the bottom of this pen and engine. Yeah. As, as you do. Yeah. As one does. When you add a skull, you're, you're cool. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, I, I, as a result of all of the painting, I'm actually, you know, I, I realized that a lot of my paints got old, so I'm having to reorder paints. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you, you took a break. I took a break, and I left my paints near the window, mm. and the sun dried out all the paints. Mm. So all my flesh paints, uh, Cadian Flesh Tone and Kids Left Flesh, which are the two primary paints I used for creating faces, um, 
are were dried out. Anyway, right. So I had orders so new. That explains more of the ivory as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. So, so there's there's the hobby progress. Uh, sisters yeah. coming along, spending way too much time on them, but yes. ha- happily doing so. So because they look great. Because they look they look great. They look great. Okay, I guess other parts of our hobby progress include stuff we bought, right? Sure. So today we went out and got some more stuff. What, tell tell then, everybody what we got today. We got uh, some Chaos Space Marine Havocs. Devastator equivalents, basically. Yeah. And we got a Death Guard uh, Plague Burst Crawler. Yes. This has been sort of the uh, the highlight model or the highlight now, unit. What made of, you see? Uh, yeah. What made you get that? Because um, we we talked about what what the, your chaos. Because you you tend to play a lot more chaos than I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why did you pick that? Um, I'm curious. Partially because Death Guard are a very slow moving army. Okay. Um. They have certain things that um, move faster and sort of can get uh, objectives. Terminators, uh, the drone. Um, I think they they have a, this little demon mini crawler thing. Yes. I forgot what it was called. Plague spitter, something like that. Um, I know we're talking. Mephitic. Mephitic Blight, Blight Hauler. Blight Mephitic Hauler. Blight Hauler. Yeah. That's it. This is basically uh, a good heavy support, longer range unit uh it's got a little mortar on the top uh is it a mortar or is yeah, it it's or a is it or it looks like a demolisher cannon it, it looks like a demolisher cannon but it's angled it's a it's a mortar it acts as a mortar do you know what the range is uh eight it's uh, 12 to 48 i want to say okay 12 oh, to 48 okay. inches well that's good uh, and it can hit units that you can't see oh which is why you, yeah that's, that's annoying it's strength eight ap minus two no way d3 <laughs> really that's its thing. How many how many uh, uh, hits? I mean, how many attacks? D three, D six, D six, D six. You're hitting it with D six. Ay ay ay. D six strength eight shots. The only disadvantage is AP minus two, but you can hit units you can't see, so it's a trade off. Oh, that's great. Um, and it's got and its two spontons are basically thing like battle cannons, <laughs> not battle cannons, but like one shot. Um, they're heavy one strength eight AP minus four. Oh wow! But you know. The, they don't have the uh, they don't have the ability to hit units you can't see. Do they have any sort of plague abilities like like? Oh, he's got it's got demonic resilience or the, not demonic resilience. The um, it has that as a five plus impulse. Yeah, save, five plus impulse. But it also yeah. has the um, uh, feeling of pain. Oh, it does. Yes. Oh, okay. Which can be uh, can it be augmented by auras or is it or is that only like an infantry thing? I'd have to see the specifics of the probably, not. I, probably I not. I can't. Temp- yeah, it'd be a little. But still, a five up impulse is is great. I think on, these on guys. Tank. These guys work in, um, there's a specific formation that gives them more enhancements. Like if you put them in a group of three, oh, of course. they get some sort of, uh, I think one that's by how one when you can buy three. I think that's how they're played competitively. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I figured so you that, did your research on, on, on how to maximize death guard. I did some research. Yeah. Cause I had, well, I knew these guys, I knew this was a sort of highlight unit. Okay. Um, and then I just wanted to check why. Okay. Uh, to make sure that uh, you know, okay, it, it all cleared out and yeah, no. It's well, a, it's a very unit. unique looking model. It looks like nothing like a like a space marine tank. No, I, sure. I, it, it yeah. looks like a crawling slug. It's <laughs> with a demolition. Yes, it does. Cannon. It's kind of got that weird little like arch. Yeah. Uh, it's got these um, and this wonderful little uh, what what do you, what do you call those? The front section. Uh, like a, t- like a tractor, like a blade. blade. Yeah, tractor blade. Yeah. Uh. 
It looks very old. <laughs> yeah, and it has sort of spike tracks. It's got tiny holes where pus is coming out. Gross. Uh, so don't assault it. it yeah, it looks vaguely. <laughs> it looks vaguely the way that they have painted on the uh, on the box. It looks almost like skin is stretching in Ugh. certain areas. Yeah, I'll enjoy painting that. Very gross. Yeah, uh, yeah I figured it would be a. Good addition. Yeah, and then we've got the space chaos space brain havocs, yes. which which we haven't had. Right, this is the first time getting actual havoc. We've no, yeah, we've doing, never gotten havocs. We've before. been using imperial space marines. It counts as. Well, I think we've been using iron. I think we've. You've oh, had, I do have iron, iron warriors. warriors. I have, have iron, iron warriors. warriors. Right, exactly. Yeah, these are a more typical chaos space marine. Yeah. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, these guys got buffed when the uh, Chaos Space Marine book was updated. So I want to get I want to get my hands on some obliterators, some Chaos obliterators. Yes, those guys got. Um, I, but I don't know how to get them. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're available as a separate unit yet, or whether they're, they're, they just came in that one. Were they just in the one box set? I think they may come just that one they're box just set. In the one but maybe box maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, I would be wrong. So okay, so all right, so more stuff to to build and paint. More there. stuff to build, yeah. Yeah. Um, so next week we've got um, today. You can pre-order uh, sisters. There's some new sisters models that are, are coming down the pike. Plus the codex is uh, the general the ver- the the general codex. Yeah. For um, sisters of battle is being released next week. Mm-hmm. You can pre-order today. But not all the uh, sisters of battle models are being released. Oh, is it a glaring omission? I don't know if it's an omission. I think they're going to roll them out. Um, I mean, how much money can you spend at once? Sure, but, st- but still, I mean, that's a pretty significant unit to be missing on the well, off the bat because that's like that's the fire support right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, what we're talking about is that you're you're going to be able to buy a a sisters of battle um, squad, yeah, which you can do into a ten person squad or uh, create a group of Celestians and uh, Dominions, yeah, or the sort of specialist weapon sisters. Um, and there'll be some sergeants, like I think the can there'll be a new cannon S and others that are coming out. Um, but what's missing is the exorcist. That's that isn't, that isn't out yet. Yeah. And it's not out yet. And, and I'm, I mean, I sure there's a lot of metal exorcists out there, but, um, I, I really want the new plastic exorcist because it is what the sisters need in order to be effective uh, on the battlefield. They need some sort of fire support. Right. I guess Retributor Squads are also coming out next week. Okay. So the, the Battle Sister Squad, which is 60 bucks, is 10, 10 sisters, which can be turned into one unit of 10 or two units of five, and, and then can be turned into Celestians or Dominions. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Retributor Squad, which is the the, the devastators of, of the Sisters of Battle. Yeah. And that's 55 bucks. And then the Triumph of St. Catherine is out huh. next week. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And it's that crazy is... model. Mm-hmm. Super it's... big, super complex. It's I on, love it's the on look a, of it. It's on, it's on a night base, I think. A night base. Um, it's $110. That's $110 US. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, no, the stats for this thing is, is nuts and great. And this is kind of a centerpiece, right? Yeah. How much How much was Call? Call is like 60 bucks. It shouldn't it be around there. This is much bigger than Call. It's bigger than Call. Oh, yes, much bigger than Call. Would it be as much as... Hmm. I mean, it's also... I mean, it's got cherubs flying over it, so it's kind of tall um, it's, if yeah. you've got the, the cherubs. 
I figured it would be maybe it'll be the size of a. It's not the size of a knight, obviously. No, not quite the size of a knight. Like um, a, maybe like a Mauer fiend. Uh, I think it. Oh no, but it's, it's bigger it's in bigger terms than of that. Yeah, taller than that. Taller than that, if you because it's made up the, of a bunch of yeah. There's like six sisters. Six sisters carrying the the body of Saint Catherine, yeah. or the the remains, the bones of the remains, and they're each armed with different relics and different things. They each do different cool things. Yeah, and, and they all have like, it's got crazy auras that you know buff the sisters. And then as it loses wounds, it loses some of the relics' abilities. But if you're able to to heal the wounds on the triumph, it regains those auras. So it's it's a cool, unique model um, that does very cool things. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> this is going to be a painting challenge. I, I you know what? I don't know if that's I. That's not that's not as big. That's not as big as a. That's not on a night base. That's I, not on a night base. I think it is. No, I know that's on a night base. That. Yeah. Wow. Look, yeah. Look, it's, it's it's much rounder. Like the look at the night base. It's a lot. It's like more oval shape. No, this is oval. It's not that oval. Well. Anyway, we'll find out. We'll find out soon. We'll find out. Yeah, we will find out soon. But look at like I've look at the models. People who've gone to different Warhammer events have reported that it's been on a night base. That's been on a night base. Well, look at the models. I'm looking at uh the review one of the reveal pictures. Okay. Look at the models behind it. Okay. You see the, little, the, the those are like Primaris sized probably. Mm. Maybe a little shorter. Yeah. Behind course, them. Yeah, they're shorter. Look at that size comparison. Uh, um, maybe you're right. Look, look uh, here's the sprue. That's a sprue. Yeah, that's not. No, that's, that's not nearly. That's, that's no, not. No, 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 that's no, no. not quite night base. I, I no. would say that call is comparable. All right. All right. Well, so why, why well, would it, it be at 110? Is the thing. I don't know. Why make it at 110? Games, games Workshop uh, shares are up a thousand percent in the last five years. <laughs> 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 games Workshop knows what it's doing. Glory to GW. Yeah. We num- all want the it. number. You know what up. I want though? This is overkill for what I think I'm going to do with my sister's army, but um, I do want the the pulpit of the, of Saint uh, Irenia Junith or Junith Irenia. Oh, the, 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 the floating, flying, yeah, the flying, flying battle pulpit. pulpit. That, that yeah, thing is that, awesome. That, that looks great. I like so that. I got to get an exorcist. I got to get the flying pulpit. I'm gonna get another uh, squad of sisters, and I need a squad of retributors, and I think that'll make me happy. Only then will I be happy. Only then will I Bathe find in the emperor's light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, should we tell people that we actually played a game with sisters, or shall we wait? Well, you just told them. Yeah, I did. You did. <laughs> we did. Cut that out. Cut that out. We did. We did play a game with sisters. We um um. The, the the normally we play when the army is completely painted, but uh, we were too excited. We were we we did play excited. a game between uh, the Iron Warriors and yeah. and the Sisters of, of 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 Battle, and we tried the new mechanic with the uh, you know uh, miracle dice. Yes, the you know acts of faith. Yep. Yeah, I was impressed. There, yeah, they worked well. They worked well. Uh, did their job. They. Won the game. We're not doing an official. We're, we're not, not going to do a whole thing. Report. It was too long ago. It was too long ago. And we a, can't recount the whole thing blow by right, blow. Right, exactly. Um, but bottom line is that uh, while the sisters are not a heavy hitting or long distance army. No. Like they don't have LAS cannons, right? Most yeah. of their weapons are 24 inch. Once they get up close, they tend to do a lot of damage. Yep. Right. Um, their one wound models 
that have a three up save with a six up invuln save, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's um, all right. Right. But their specialist units like St. Celestine and Seraphim armed with melted guns in combination with stratagems and the use of miracle dice can really make things happen for them on the field. Yep. Um, the miracle dice mechanic was a little hit and miss because every time you generated a miracle dice, you basically are generating a, a dice pool of dice you can use for rolls later on. Like you save them up. Like, and especially like the, the different orders, like the martyred, martyred lady or the martyred rose, um, you generate extra miracle dice, you know, on different phases or for different events. It allows you to create a pool of extra dice that you can then use. That totally makes a difference. Like sometimes I want, like if I wanted to get that six to make sure I got six wounds in, I'd grab a six from my miracle dice pool and there you go. Great. Yeah. If I wanted to make that charge, suddenly I've got, you know, a five or six, I'll, I'll just grab that and use that. That's fantastic. There you go. You yeah, take, there we go. Anytime you can take chance out of the game, you're winning. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. And so uh, Iron Warriors are tough, super tough. They are tough. Right. Uh, but I think it was a combination of the sisters' mobility. Yep. Um, uh, and I over uh, you specialized. You did. I, what you you spent too much on obliterators. I spent too much on obliterators was the big one, which did their job in that they killed my exorcist without it harming anything. Yes, they did their job. Um, they were just very expensive. Three of them are very expensive. They're great. They are great stats wise. Um, the fact that they could deep strike, the fact that they're so tough, they have so many wounds. Uh, great. They are expensive as heck. And, um, and they're 24 inches is their range, which isn't great. 24 inch range, which isn't great, which is why they have the deep strike. Right. I think they're generally meant you put them on an objective, uh, shoot everything in range, uh, and, and then just sit, sit it there. out. Yeah, yeah right. Sit it out. Right. Um, but most of the objectives that I could get um, were uh, out of that 24 inch bubble. And I was sitting on a few of them already and I was... You know, yeah, I was trying to get, uh, I was trying to get, um, backfield, whatever the heck that thing is. You know, the one, right? I remember things. What's the one? Come on, save me. <laughs> you mean the point you get for being in your armies, the your, your opponent's back behind enemy, behind enemy lines, behind enemy lines, something like that. Yeah, that one, <laughs> that one. I'm trying to get that point, yeah, on top of an objective. Uh, and so you did, but, yeah, did. but you kind of ended up getting stationary in that one, in that spot. one spot. And, and then not being able to move fast enough to move fast. Well, yeah, because everything else that could move fast enough was uh, getting killed. Uh, right. Was getting killed or wasn't killing fast enough. Right. Um, yeah, I should have had more board control with cheaper units, uh, but I didn't. So the lessons yeah. I learned from that, I mean, the I really like the Miracle Dice mechanic. It, it helped me a lot. Seraphim with. Uh, Two sisters that have two melted guns, two melted pistols each. Yes. Is amazing. That's really good. <laughs> Especially in combined with the stratagem that doubles the range. Yes, that's what Of you the melted pistols. That's, yeah. that's, that's key. Celestine is a beast. Yes. You get her in combat and she is a beast. Yeah. Right? Just a lot of attacks with that sword. Um, also, the Arcoflagellants. Shred. Yeah, no, they're they, they're glass they, cannons. They, they, I think they have a five up save. Oh no, I think they have, no, they have a seven up save. 
<laughs> they have a seven but they have like a feel no pain equivalent yeah right? i think they have a five or six of feel no pain Something equivalent like but nonetheless they're still gonna die quickly yeah, yeah, yeah but on the on the charge like tons of attacks like 18 attacks or some crazy number of attacks and they can do all like three attacks each with their little you know flail things yeah they just shredded a group of uh chaos space marines they did when they went out there yeah this is they, they were in a rhino with uh sisters repentia and the uh, repentia you know sister the overseer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Repentias are just like watching the Arcoflagellans just murder go, everything go around crazy. them. Didn't do they didn't have to do anything. Yeah, they're like, um, oh, we can't make up for our sins yet because <laughs> these mutants have already killed the uh, heretics. Yeah, that was a... I love that I can say that sentence. Focusing the, the exorcist... <laughs> uh, you focus fire on the exorcist. I focus fire on the exorcist. Properly so. Yeah, properly so. Yeah. Uh, just fire was not happening on that rhino i shot it like a few times yeah yeah you kept shooting last cannons at the rhino full of uh repentias and arcoflagellants and it just didn't and happen. you kept missing it just on a three up you kept missing yep yep with last cannons just constantly missing uh, yeah so that allowed rough. that allowed that rhino full of death to arrive and to start arrive and deposit yeah. right in front of me <laughs> and do the thing that death does yeah and do the thing that death does yeah um, yeah, so the combination of I think board control and um, and just some some really great units along with clutch clutch um, miracle dice use um, allowed the scissors to win this one. Yeah, right. But look, we want to try it again. I think I think the scissors are going to be kind of a situational army. I don't think that they're like amazing. No, I right? I think yeah, no, 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 no. I, I I see them struggling a lot with. And there's no way they can beat Iron. I don't think they can beat Iron Hands. I don't know. Yet. I don't think they can be Tau. I think they, I think they no. Uh, they could not be Tau. They could not right. be Tau. In 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 a tau. fight in a fight. Yeah, I don't think they can be Tau. Tau in a fight between Necrons, Necrons and sisters. I give that to Necrons. I give it to Necrons too because of their resilience. Um, They're gonna keep getting back up. I think Gene Steeler Colts would match. Do you them. Do, I, I think that would be a good fight. That'd be a good fight because because it, it is a board control situation. Kind of, yeah, exactly. That's a, I, I I love that matchup. Yeah, I think we'll have to do That's that. an interesting matchup. Because that sounds yeah. very interesting. Right. Blood Angels, I, I think the Scissors would get crushed by Blood Angels. Uh, yeah, Well, yeah. Maybe, you know, I have actually, the well, question, I don't know. Would I, uh, I mean, on a unit by unit basis, I think Blood Angels are have a pretty significant advantage. Yeah, of course. Um, Just... Do they have a significantly? Because everything's got. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll we get into we'll get into that. we'll get into how they've changed. How they changed, of ball. right? Considering that, right? In terms of um, combat, they're completely outmatched. Yeah, yeah sisters can't can't hold a wig to yeah. blood angels. Uh, in terms of shooting, I think they have less options. The, everybody has bolters, but. Blood Angels have last cannons. <laughs> last cannons, but like there's like a Sicarian, there's the Centurions. Centurion. They just have so many. It's, yeah, they they've got the way more options. Yeah, they have all the Space Marine toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be tough. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a tough matchup against um, Blood Angels and Iron Hands for sure. Well, other geek things we did. So uh, the geekiest thing I think we did this weekend was to watch John Carpenter's first film. His student film. His student. No, no he he actually kind of, let, he went. He was of, going to USC, but he started he started it while in USC. Okay, he started while he was attending USC, and then and then seventy. Like, that's right. And like any sane person, they left USC. They left USC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bruin. He's, he's a yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, to, to finish, to actually work on this movie, Dark Star, which is his first movie with a $60,000 budget. Uh, collaborating with Dan O'Bannon. Who was who, the writer of? Alien. Alien, the first Alien. Um, I actually saw this movie, I don't know, 40 years ago during the heyday of the Z Channel. If anyone yes. remember that, we, we I, you know, I educated Alec Des- on the Z Channel. Describe to the younger listeners what the Z Channel was. So the Z Channel was one of the first ever sort of pay television services available in Los Angeles that um, was headed by a former screenwriter that just was given free reign to program whatever they wanted. And so it was a combination of independent cinema, um, foreign movies, you know, director's cuts of big studio movies that yes. were never released theatrically. Yep. And so it was all this crazy, like Sam Peckinpah stuff and like Heaven's Gate, the full director's version. The, the of director's Heaven's cut Gate. of Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Right. And then all these, you know, sort of uh, crazy independent film, like, and, like, like Dark Star and, and stuff. Dark Star and foreign films like uh, The Leopard or 1900. Yeah. Just great. And so that I grew up on that, like watching these movies. And so that's how I saw um, John Carpenter's first film, Dark Star. Dark Star. And, I, and I remember like particular, I'd forgotten I'd seen this movie. And then I saw and certain I, scenes yeah. that kind of stuck out because they were kind of particularly kind of creepy and weird and, and they stuck out. What did you think of Dark Star? It was all right. Um, kind of a mixed bag. It, I, it You know, it's, it, it, it's tough because it's kind of got certain, um, the main, the main issues really come down to its pacing uh, and sort of the lack of plot. Uh, it has zero plot. It has zero plot. It's a hangout movie uh, in space. Right. Um, bro, kinda, dude, bro dudes in space. Bro dudes, like, like these like very working class space guys, which I think would be carried, that would be carried over to uh, Alien right. in a much better form. Um, I don't mind hangout movies. Some hangout movies are great. Diner. Uh, diner. Uh, American Graffiti, yep. Days and Confused. Yep. Love those. Yep. The problem was that the you need great dialogue. And you this need, was not that. <laughs> yeah, far need, from that. And you need great actors. You need great dialogue and you need very charismatic and, actors to make that work. Right. And these were all like student actors or young actors, yeah. or in this case, Dan O'Bannon is actually one of the characters. One of the characters. Yeah. It was whoever they could actor. pick up for <laughs> such a small budget. Right. Um, I mean... It, Rudimentary special effects, but for sixty thousand dollars, we were impressed. No, yeah, no. I, I thought they, I thought they yeah. did well for. Yeah, you know, the, the movie is an hour and twenty minutes long, and and frankly, it had, had it been thirty or forty minutes, it would have been really effective little sci-fi. Yeah, movie with something to say. Because there was an ascent. There was a very the um, whole middle section with an alien subplot that was just it went on, it went on a little too long. There was some that that. <laughs> The, it went on so long, yeah, that there it, it had like high that entire section had highlights and lowlights, just that section, <laughs> just that one section, just that one section. I mean, because that whole like kind of goofy chase, initial chase where he's trying to get the alien back in the room, yeah, uh, like it's a pet with, with a broom, with a broom. Uh, it's not. It doesn't like none of the comedy works. Yeah. Um, but then when you get to, there's a section where he gets trapped in an elevator shaft. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, there were a couple, couple of sections that were like, oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, like, they, they, they had this like wonderful uh, way of um, faking him hanging off like a ledge. Right. Because he was clearly pressed against the ground. Like they were clearly filming it upside down and he was clearly like pressed against the ground and just holding onto a piece of wood that they attached to right. the floor. But it looked like, you know, he was hanging from the, he was yeah. hanging from a ledge. Right. Uh, now it looks cool. 
and there were some moments of suspense during that sequence, which were neat, but the, just the whole thing yeah, drags on. It just dragged on too long. It, it just drags on too long. Um, yeah. I mean, look, uh, we love uh, Carpenter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Carpenter, yeah. great. He's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Escape from L.A. Sorry. No, not Escape what? from L.A. No, Sorry. What? Escape from New York. Escape from New Big York. Big Trouble in Little China. The <laughs> they, Thing. They Live. They Live. You know. Of Darkness and the Mask of Madness. All, the, yeah. all that great oh, stuff. Great, great, uh, great filmography. Right. Uh, great film. So we wanted to see how it how it all started. How, how we started. And there were there moments of, of, of brilliance in here. Yes. Moments of brilliance. Uh, the ending, I think, of the movie is the payoff and kind of cool and interesting. Yeah. Something to say. The, um, section basic, I guess they have to bomb. Don't, let's not reveal okay. everything. Let's okay. not reveal everything. All but right. the way they resolve kind of the crisis at the end but, is, is unique and interesting. Really? But that's, 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 uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I can't, I, I won't say. You can't say. If can't somebody, say. if this sparks an interest in you, go, go to the Criterion channel, the Criterion channel right now, if you uh, are a subscriber and if you're not, then unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> no, never mind. Um, I don't know how much of an intersection we have between Criterion channel <laughs> viewers and, uh, well, hopefully we're cultivating that, oh, yeah. but it's on the Criterion channel right now is yeah. a whole section on 70s sci-fi that has yes. a bunch of great movies like a, Green, Death Race 2000. It's a great little collection. Right. It's a great collection, including Dark Star. Um, go watch it there. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, the other movie we watched this weekend was 1917. 1917. By right, which just won the Best Picture uh, Golden Globe. Yes. Uh, I, the way I described it uh, to, to people is um, technically brilliant, emotionally vacant. Yeah, that's about, I'm, I, that's I mean, about it, right. There's, there are scenes where my mouth is like hanging open because of the beautiful cinematography from Roger Deakin. Which, yeah. like, some of the night yeah. sequences and stuff. I don't want to, ruin, let's not ruin it, but um, it, it just uh, awesome, jaw dropping, like, awesome photography in this thing. And, you know, um, moments where it's just like, wow, this is how they pull that off. That looks awesome. Yeah. I just could not connect with any of the characters or kind of care. This, this felt like a roller coaster ride for the sake of doing cool sequence after cool sequence. Yeah. It, it felt. Like an action movie that happened to be set in World War One, but it could have been set during most any major, conflict. Like any any conflict. True, true. Uh, it could have been set in the future. Could have been set in the yeah. It, it would have been set if it would have been set I, in the future. I, think I would have liked it, it more if it was set in the future. It, it would the, the same exact scenes could have happened. Yeah. The same exact scenes. This, in fact, when I'm watching it and during like some of the shelling scenes, I'm thinking. I was thinking Imperial Guard. I was literally thinking this yeah, is yeah. this is what the Imperial Guard in the trench. Would, would would feel like right now. This is exactly yeah. what they would feel like. Um, so to me, it wasn't about World War One. No, I I don't understand. I guess it was. I guess Mendez was trying to pay tribute to his grandfather with this. Um, yes. But the, I, 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 it just it just if you're going to set it during that conflict, World War One, which is sort of. I think the uh, where we sort of gained a greater awareness of war being a terrible, horrible thing, and where a well, lot it, of was, it was the first old war romanticism sort of started to it die. It was the out first real of, mechanized yeah, war, yeah, because of the mechanization of war, because of yeah. the machine gun, because right. of the artillery. Yeah, uh, it was just more horrifying than anything that you ever seen. Right, um, and so a lot of the uh, movies that are about that war, like Paths of Glory or Grand Illusion, have very pointed things to say about war. Um, 
and a lot of the literature, same thing. A lot of the literature of that time and a lot of the poetry of that time had very pointed things to say about war because of just the effect. Like it, they had never seen anything like it. And this feels like it has nothing to say about war. I, I think it has a little something to say about about the men who are depicted as the two protagonists in the movie. It's something about their heroism and their sense of duty and their sense of duty to each other, as well as the duty to the people that, that they're accomplishing the mission for. So there's 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 a little yeah. of that. There's a, there is that. There's a little of that. But not it, enough for me to care. No. Not enough for me to think that this is a great, memorable movie. I'm actually going to forget about it. Yeah. I'll tell you now, and this is not. And I love World War One. I, I, I mean, World War One's fat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great. fascinating subject, and it's <laughs> one reason I don't love World War One. World War One, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, World War One. Love it. It's the best. Um, I'm fascinated by that period in history. Yes. Right. If you really wanted to listen to uh, a lot about World War One, go listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, um, the podcast. Blueprint for Armageddon. I Blueprint think. for Armageddon is all about World War One, and it is amazing. Oh, yeah. All right, but this movie could have been set in any war yeah apart from the whole you know if someone had a cell phone there's no reason for this movie kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) apart from that right so maybe not set in the future but but certainly any of the set pieces could have happened in the future and it would have been the same i just to me i i just i i I like i like that we saw it on the big screen because i think it it needs to be seen on the big screen yes because it is awesome and and uh uh i thought the score was Okay, kind of standard a generic, heroic, kind of war generic or yeah, exactly military, you know, soaring moments. Yeah. Kind of not, it's no Hans Zimmer, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but the but the photography is amazing. Yes, uh, it looks great. Right. Undeniably, it looks great. Yeah, and, and most importantly, cameo by a land raider. Yes, there's a land raider. There is a land raider cameo. Yeah, in this. Uh, so look, so watch for that. Watch for the land raider cameo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is just because it's just like a. I don't want to say. Yeah, I don't want to right. give away the Land Raider cameo. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, go see it for that. that. Right. Okay, let's take a break. When we All come right. back, uh, we're going to get into Psychic Awakening, the blood of Ball. <clears throat> Ready? Okay, we're back. We got our hands on uh, the Blood of Ball Psychic Awakening. That we did. Yeah, we bought it today. It was 40 bucks. Um, it is, how many pages long? Let's look. It is 79, 80, it is 80 pages long. 80 pages long. Yeah, Excellent. like like any of the Games Workshop book, it is beautiful. It, yes. A lot of new artwork. Nice presentation. Yeah, a lot of new artwork. The new, new Mephiston is featured prominently on the cover. Yes. Right? Um and it tells the story of the Turnid incursion on Ball as it gets disrupted by this great psychic awakening. Because this book is so new, we did not get into the fluff of it. No, we did not get into the fluff. It was pure crunch. We got into the crunch today. Pure. So that's what we're going to talk about. So this is more of a first impression. We have not played with these rules yet. Yep. This is us looking at the new rules and um, opining like a couple of ignorant dudes who've never played <laughs> About what we think these rules will True be. True armchair generals. Here. Yeah, totally armchair generals. But that's why you listen to us. <laughs> You're not going to win the next ITC tournament. This is, is this what we should rename, rename the podcast. Armchair generals. Armchair generals. <laughs> yeah, we should have done this. <laughs> Hindsight is the name of this podcast. Hindsight 2020. All right. Um, the important things in here is that it up, updates the Blood Angels Codex with a bunch of new rules and, yeah. and, point, and frankly, point deductions. 
Yes, lots of I think point deductions Huge pretty much across dedu- the board. Oh, across the board. Also also brings the Blood Angels Army all the fancy toys from the Space Marines Codex. Yes. Including the different units, Vanguard units, you know, Phobos Army wearing units. Um, it gives different psychic disciplines for Vanguard librarians versus normal librarians. It gives them special Vanguard captains, you know. Plus yeah, yeah, yeah. it uh Plus, it, uh, as we said, it does reduce a number of points for different characters as well as uh, weapons and gear choices. Yep. Um, and it, uh, and frankly, makes some of the characters who were less than exciting well, in the yeah. past um, a little more interesting. Way because, more interesting. let's face it, up until now, if you were playing Blood Angels, you were going to play your Blood Angels Smash Captain. Yeah. Right? He's just Actually. too good. Jump pack, thunder... You know, hammer wielding. You know, dude. He's, a, he's a, an force of combat unit as well. Super, as, exactly. He has a nice aura, right? Everyone because else was because Dante too, is awesome, but yeah. Dante cost over two hundred points. They were too, everyone else was too expensive, right? And they didn't do enough for the point values. It just it, now you've got a whole bunch of different characters that have been reduced in yes. in cost, and then also have these cool abilities that you can stack on one yes. uh, on top of each other, and so. Um, from the perspective of the way I play Blood Angels, I tend to play Blood Angels with um, a, a big Death Company contingent. You do. You love you love the ten. I love the death ten company. man Death Company blob, I, twelve man Death Company blob. Sometimes, yes, um, often led by a a chaplain of some sorts. Often Lamartis. Often Lamartis, right? And sometimes I throw in the Sanguinor because the Sanguinor, you know, gets you an extra attack. Sanguinor's nice. Sanguinor's all right. But he, but Sanguinor used to be 170 points, which yeah, is yeah, which is way too much. Yeah. That now now we we've avoided a lot of the problems because we are not competitive um, 40k players for the most part. We play for fun. Yeah. So we tend to play power levels as opposed to points. Yeah. So a lot of what we say easier yeah, to manage. Right. Um, won't even apply to our games. Those <laughs> really gonna apply to people who are playing more competitively and actually are playing by points. Yes. Right. Uh, we are, but. We are not but filthy casuals. <laughs> we have fun. We do have fun. We don't get all upset, you know, when something in the meta changes. Right? Yeah, we don't have uh, steam Remember blowing out Castell of our ears. Remember when Castell and Knights were a thing? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? All right. So um, let's talk about some yeah. of the abilities that the uh, yeah. Blood Angels have. Um, so the Blood Angels are given the... Um, they shall know no fear, which allows you to reroll your morale, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Bolter discipline, which is good. Nice little, yeah. Something called that. shock assault, and then and then combat doctrines, which space brains have. Hey, Let's talk about shock, shock assault. Doc, shock assault. Shock, shock assault. assault. Shock, shock assault. assault. Let's talk. This is important. If this unit makes a charge move, is charged, or performs a heroic adventure, add one to the attacks characteristics of models of this unit until the end of the turn. Okay, so your blood angels get this. They're charging. They get another one attack. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna analyze most of these new abilities through the lens of Death Company. Okay, you're you're pointing at I'm me. I'm pointing. I'm pointing. So the audience can't see you're pointing. I'm pointing. And though we might need to. Okay. Yeah. Temporary break. Okay. Are we suggesting that shock assault is new? No. Good. All right. I just wanted to make that. No, but it it just it, yeah, it's just okay. one additional ability that they're gonna have that yeah that, piles that on piles on to everything, everything else. else. I didn't <laughs> okay because I I just wanted to make sure that we didn't sound horribly ignorant. Okay, no, okay, good. 
Okay, so we're back. All right, so, um, so they're given all the toys that the Space Marines have. Yeah, they have all the Bolter's Glen, Shock Assault, and they shall know no fear. All the fun stuff. But right. Shock Assault is going to be especially relevant. It is going to be especially relevant because it adds one to their attack characteristics. And as, as I said, gotta um, love that. Uh, anything that that we can pile on yep. benefits soon soon results in ridiculous amounts of benefits. Well, let's let's imagine our let's have our imaginary 10-man deaf company squad right in our collective heads right now right they're in our heads do you see them yes do you see them with their bolt pistols and chain swords the bolt pistol chain swords maybe there's a thunder hammer in there right i don't know it's your one thunder okay i'll throw in one one, maybe two thunder hammers let's throw in one thunder hammer one thunder hammer okay because chain swords gives you two attacks two attacks that gives them that gives those nine guys an extra attack and this is about numbers so normally space marine uh death company gets two attacks attacks. on the charge yep right with chain swords they get three attacks all right we got three attacks per now you got shock assault four attacks attacks per on the charge on the charge four attacks per on the charge right so that's nine times four is 45 yep right that's 45 attacks. 45 attacks. Right. Off to a good start. Off to a good start. Let's see where we can take this. All right. Plus your uh, two attacks more from the Thunderhammer guy. Two attacks more from the... Yeah, let's, let's, let's leave him out let's, of it. Let's not, let's, we don't want to do the super complicated counting yet. Yeah. All right. You know, let's make it simpler. Let's make it 10 guys with 10 chains. 10 guys chain swords. Yeah. Miss, as basic... As basic as it is. Right. As basic as possible. Right. Yeah. Now, um, all right. Other thing to remember is that um, they do get the combat doctrines, and so one of the benefits is the um, assault doctrine. Did you say forty-six? I said forty-five. Nine times four. Yeah, it's thirty-six. Uh, right. Let's do right. that again. Well, I guess we failed the arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we may or may uh, not edit this part out, <laughs> so you can see that this is why we're podcasters and not now. Wall Street geniuses <laughs> okay, this part out. or maybe not it's kind of funny it's kind of funny is it yeah it's sad but funny it's sad and funny all right okay um, um after failing math class nine times four is 36 all right so 36 attacks 36 attacks because we're good at math right right <laughs> okay all right so you got 36 attacks because of shock assault yeah right and the chain swords and the base attacks from the and we're going to revise that to forty because it's now it's now forty attacks. Sorry, sorry, we're, we're taking away. Yeah. If you have if you have that mind squad, the death company mind squad, take away the thunder hammer, put in a chainsword guy. All right, so now you have ten death company guys with chainswords, yeah. so that's going to be forty attacks on is. the charge. There it is. All right, let's assume that they're going to in you know call the assault doctrine. Cool. Which uh, gives them an improved AP of one. So now those. 40 attacks are at an AP minus one. That's nice. Okay, that's nice, right? Yep, that's good. That's really good, right? But wait, there's more. But we want numbers. We want numbers. I want numbers. Well, maybe give me the numbers. All right. Because they are the sons of Sanguinius. Okay. They get extra stuff. All right. All right. They have an ability called the Savage Echoes. These are for... Battleforged armies. Battleforged armies only. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, while the assault doctrine is active, mm. if a unit with this ability makes a charge move, is charged, or performs a heroic intervention, add one to the attacks characteristics of models in this unit <laughs> until the end of the turn. 
Okay. Mm. Note that this is cumulative with the bonus these models receive from the shock assault ability. They make a point of it. They make a point of it. So they you can't say one takes the place of the other. Nope. So now yep. you're talking about five attacks on the charge. Five attacks each. Five times ten. Fifty. That's fifty attacks. Right in those numbers. Right. Oh, okay. man. All right. So fifty attacks at AP minus one. Mm-hmm. Now they have an ability called the Red Thirst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When resolving an attack made with, by a melee weapon with a model with this ability in a turn in which that model's unit made a charge move, yeah. was charged, or performed yeah. a heroic intervention, yeah. add one to the wound roll <laughs> when that unit with this ability sure. advances or makes a charge move. Okay. Add one to the advance roll or charge roll. Easier plus to one to wound, easier. plus one to charges and advances. Easy. So it's easier to get in. Easier to wound. Four plus turns to three plus. Three plus turns to two plus. <laughs> and you get uh, additional AP. Uh, yes. You get one minus one AP. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because now we have these uh, characters that do cool things. Um, Astrath. Astrath. Astrath was an expensive model that you know wasn't that great. He but now, now yeah. he's actually pretty good. Okay. What is Astrath? What can Astrath bring to the table? Okay, so he has a jump pack, so you can keep up with your jump jump pack death, uh, your death, death marines. Your death marines, so pretty much what they pretty are. Yeah. <laughs> death company marines are death marines. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he can keep up with them, which is great. Mm-hmm. A, he's got a four pinball save, which is fantastic. All right, once per battle, he can call the Mass of Doom. So in oh, the Mass right. of Doom, you roll a D6, and this applies to any units, any Blood Angels infantry within six inches of Astarath. If you roll a one, then that unit suffers a mortal wound. Well, that's, not, that's not good. We don't want that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't want that. But that's, that's for each unit. So if you've got three units around them, that's three mortal wounds being spread out. Um, okay. On a two through five, you get Dark Wrath until the end of the turn when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit, add one to the hit roll. So these Death oh. Company... In Marines that were hitting on threes are now hitting on twos. Two plus. Oh, but wait, if you rolled a six, that's the Vessel of Sanguinius. Until the end of the turn, models in that unit have a four-up invuln save, and when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit, add one to the hit roll. So now they get a four-up okay. save, and so okay. and this so. is on top of the five-up, sorry, the six-up feel no pain. Yes. They have a six-up feel no pain to begin with. So our, our mind squad is currently equipped. Yep. With six up feeling of pain. Yep. Not thirty, not forty, but fifty. Fifty attacks. Fifty attacks. Possibly possibly on two plus. Hitting on a two plus. Most likely hitting on a two plus. Right. With 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 a plus one to wound. Plus one to wound. Plus one to wound. Plus one to get in. Plus one to the uh, advance or charge roll. Advance or charge roll. Right. Plus one to get in. AP minus one. Yes, and then AP minus one. <laughs> AP minus one. Right. But we're not done. But we're not done. But we're because not done. because Astroth also is a chaplain and he knows litanies. Uh, and in order uh-huh. to enact an litany, he got to roll uh, a three up. Okay. So it's like a. But psychic. one of the litanies, his one of his basic litanies is the litany of hate. Yes. If this litany is inspiring, you can re-roll hits for attacks made with a melee weapon by models in a friendly Blood Angels unit. Okay, so six inches. that's a possible re-roll. That's a possible re-roll. That is a potential re-roll. 
It's not a definite reroll. Not a definite reroll. You're probably right. you can you might be hitting on a two, and now you may be rerolling that. You may two. be roll rerolling that two. Right. Which is would would be great. Would be great. But can we make it definite? Can we make it definite? Can we make a certain reroll? Um, well, can we that can reroll if be we, certain? Yes, we can if we use somebody else. Who we got to use? We got to use Lamartis. Lamartis. So Lamartis. What's his deal? Okay, so if you don't want to use Astarath and his massive doom mm-hmm. um, and his four up invuln save, you got Lamartis. Yeah. Lamartis also has a four up invuln save. He okay. has one less wound. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a three up save versus Astarath's two up save. Sure. He also has a jump pack. All right. And that's good. Yeah, it's something called Fury Unbound. Okay. When a charge roll is made for friendly Death Company, just just Death Company, just units, Death Company, within six inches of this model, you can re-roll the dice. Automatic re-roll. Automatic re-rolls. on the charge. We made it a fantastic. Certainty. When resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in friendly Death Company units within this model, within you this can, model, well, uh, within six inches of this model, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can re-roll the hit roll. Automatic re-rolls of hits, automatic re-rolls of the charges. So, okay. Yeah. So and and um, he has something called Guardian of the Lost. Friendly Death Company units can use this model's leadership instead of their own. While they're in six inches of this model, he has leadership nine. He also has the Litany of Hate, but he, he's not going to need to use that because um, he already has the Fury Unbound characteristic. So we are talking. If we're adding Astrath and we're adding Lamartis. Oh my god. <laughs> do our death co- do our theoretical death company ten man squad. Yes. Fifty attacks. Yes. AP minus one. Yes. Plus one to charge. Yes. And now plus one to wound. Plus one to wound. Possibly hitting on a two. Possibly hitting on a possibly. Possibly hitting on a two. But for sure rerolls. Re- for sure rerolling. Definite rerolls. On the hits. And re-rolling on the charge. All right. So, okay. All right. All right. You are going to... Okay, and, and if you throw in the Sanguinor, that's an extra attack. Six attacks. Six, 60. 60, 60 attacks. attacks. 60 attacks. 60 attacks. <laughs> Possibly hitting on twos. Possibly hitting on twos. <laughs> with re-rolls. Certainly with re-rolls. AP minus one. Yeah. Plus one to wound. Plus one to charge. And you throw in your command re-roll dice... And the command reroll dice, for the ch- maybe, maybe. For what, what? What would you do that for the re- charge? Charge, charge. For the charge, charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe. Charge. Can we can we boost these numbers? I don't know. Can we? Can we go higher? Well, there's other litanies. Give me the litanies. All right. So, um, because chaplains have all these new litanies. How far can we take this? So, the fury unbound isn't a litany. It's just it's an aura that Lamartis has. Yeah, that's a, that's an aura. So right? that's so, that's uh, just astrath- He doesn't need to pass anything. Right. He doesn't need to pass anything. Astarath has already got the ability to use two litanies, you know. And Lamartis has got one litany. He so can only use litany, one litany. Three litanies. Right, but Lamartis doesn't need huh. to use the litany of hate because no, he's not going to. That's redundant. Unbound. And Astra, if Astaroth uh, and Lamartis were there, Astaroth would not need. To use he the he wouldn't know. So, so, so let's talk about the litanies. So there's the litanies of battle for chaplains are. Yeah. First of all, there's a litany of faith, which is there's basically two litanies you want in here. The litany of faith is if this litany is inspiring. Then when a model in a friendly blood angel unit within six inches of this model would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, roll a D6. On a five up, that wound is not lost. So it's a five up, feel no pain. Five up, feel no pain for mortal wounds. Um, No. For just wounds. Oh, there was a little mortal. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yep. For mortal wounds. It's just, it's just for mortal wounds. Oh, that's situational. Eh, 
Psychers, if you got Psyker to deal with, maybe. Yeah, that's very situational. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, not as good as I thought. Well, you know. The better one is the mantra of strength. All right. Um, oh, sorry. It's the sorry. It's the exhortation of rage. Oh, okay. If this litany is inspiring, select one friendly Blood Angels unit. Mm-hmm. This is just for one. <laughs> within six inches of the model, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in this unit on an unmodified hit roll of six. You can make one additional attack against that same unit using the same weapon. Okay. So, 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 so. Right. If, if our grasp of mathematics is a little bit better now, hopefully. Yeah. Um, it's, it's extra attacks from one unit. It's not, it's not going to be from... One out of six of these theoretical death company attacks... Right. ...is going to produce... An additional attack. 60... We are talking now, talking 70 yes. attacks. Possibly 70 attacks. Possibly 70 attacks. Maybe more, maybe less. Yeah. We're in that ballpark. Right. All right. So so <laughs> this is on a 10-man unit. This is on a 10-man unit. That's insane. With chain swords. Right. Wow. <laughs> AP minus one, plus one to wound. <laughs> I think we've put the numbers as high as we can. Wow. Yeah. Around potentially 70. Right. Around that area. Right. And this is just this is just the death company itself. It doesn't include the attacks by Lamartis or No, um, no, no. Or, you know, Astrath or any of those guys. This is so the so they they're gonna come down. Uh, uh, look, they're gonna re-roll their charges. <laughs> they're gonna re-roll their charges. With the plus one. Look, it's still nine that's still a nine inch charge. Uh, eight inch charge. You're right. It's going to be an eight inch charge. Eight inch charge with right. rerolls. Oh, I forgot. Eight inch charge with rerolls. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a good chance that they're going to they're get in there. Fair chance. Right. Fair chance. I think Blood Angels are, have a pretty significant advantage. Yeah, of course. Um, just do they have a significantly. Because everything's got. Well, I mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into we'll get into that. we'll get into how they've changed how with they've blood changed, of ball right considering that right in terms of um, combat they're completely outmatched yeah, yeah sisters can't can't hold a wig to yeah. blood angels uh, in terms of shooting I think they have less options the, everybody has bolters but um, blood angels have last cannons <laughs> last cannons but like there's like a sicarian there's the centurions centurion they just have so many it's, yeah they've they got the way more options yeah they have all the space marine toys yeah. yeah yeah so that would be tough um yeah so yeah I, I think it's i think it's a tough matchup against um blood angels and iron hands for sure um all right um well other geek things we did um so the geekiest thing i think we did this weekend was to Watch John Carpenter's first film, his student film. His student, no, well, no he he actually kind of, le- he went. Of. He was going to He's, USC, but he started he started it while in USC. Okay, he started while he was attending USC, and then and then seventy. Like, that's right. And like any sane person, they left USC. They left USC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bruin. He's, he's a yeah yeah. Um, and uh, to, to finish to actually work on this movie, Dark Star, which is his first movie with a sixty thousand dollar budget, uh, collaborating with Dan O'Bannon, who was who, the writer of. Alien. Alien. The first alien. Um, I actually saw this movie, I don't know, 40 years ago uh, during the heyday of the Z channel. 
if anyone yes. remember that. We, we I, you know, I educated Alec Des- on the Z Channel. Describe to the younger listeners what the Z Channel was. So the Z Channel was one of the first ever sort of pay television services available in Los Angeles that um, was headed by a former screenwriter that just was given free reign to program whatever they wanted. And so it was a combination of independent cinema, um, foreign movies, you know, director's cuts of big studio movies that were never released theatrically. And so it was all this crazy, like Sam Peckinpah stuff and like Heaven's Gate, the full director's version. The the director's cut of Heaven's Gate. Right. And then all these, you know, sort of uh, crazy independent film like like Dark Star. And and Dark Star and foreign films like uh, The Leopard or... 1900. Yeah, just great. And so that I grew up on that, like watching these movies. And so that's how I saw um, John Carpenter's first film, Dark Star. Dark Star. And, I rem- and I remember like particular, I'd forgotten I'd seen this movie. And then I saw and certain I, scenes yeah. that kind of stuck out because they were kind of particularly kind of creepy and weird and, and they stuck out. Um, what did you think of Dark Star? It was all right. Um, kind of a mixed bag. It, I, it You know, it's... It, it, it's tough because it's kind of got certain um, the main the main issues really come down to its pacing uh, and sort of the lack of plot. Uh, it has zero plot. It has zero plot. It's a hangout movie uh, in space, right? Um, bro, kinda, du- bro, dudes in space. Bro, dudes like like these like very working class space guys, which I think would be carried that would be carried over to uh, Alien, right. In a much better form. Um, I don't mind hangout movies. Some hangout movies are great. Diner. Uh, Diner. Uh, American Graffiti. Yep. Days and Confused. Yep. Love those. Yep. The problem was that the you need great dialogue. And you this need, was not that. <laughs> yeah, need, far from that. And you need great actors. You need great dialogue and you need very charismatic and, actors to make that work. Right. And these were all like student actors or young actors yeah. or in this case, Dan O'Bannon is actually one of the characters. One of the characters. Yeah. It was whoever they could actor. pick up for <laughs> such a small budget. Right. Um I mean, rudimentary special effects, but for sixty thousand dollars, we were impressed. No, yeah, no, I, I thought they, I thought they yeah. did well for. Yeah, you know, the, the movie is an hour and twenty minutes long, and and frankly, it had it been thirty or forty minutes, it would have been really effective little sci-fi. Yeah, movie with something to say. Because there was an ascent, there was a very the whole middle section with an alien subplot that was just it went on, it went on a little too long. There was some that that. <laughs> The, it went on so long, yeah. That there, it, it had like high. That entire section had highlights and lowlights. Just that <laughs> yeah, section. Just that one section. Just that one section. I mean, because that whole like kind of goofy chase, initial chase, where he's trying to get the alien back in the room. Yeah. Uh, like it's a pet with, with a broom. With a broom, uh, it's not. It doesn't like none of the comedy works. Yeah. Um, but then when you get to, there's a section where he gets trapped in an elevator shaft. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, and there were a couple, couple of sections that were like, oh, wow. Yeah, because like, they, they, they had this like wonderful uh, way of um, faking him hanging off like a ledge. Right. Because he was clearly pressed against the ground. Like they were clearly filming it upside down and he was clearly like pressed against the ground and just holding onto a piece of wood that they attached to right. the floor. But it looked like, you know, he was hanging from the, he was yeah. hanging from a ledge. Right. Uh, now it's cool. And there were some moments of suspense during that sequence, which were neat, but the, just the whole thing yeah, drags on. It just dragged on too long. It, it just drags on too long. Um, yeah. I mean, look, uh, we love uh, Carpenter. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
cover yeah. great it's great gone yeah yeah that's it. right escape from la sorry no not escape what? from la no sorry. What? escape from new york escape from new big york. trouble in little china the they, thing they live, they live you know of darkness and the mass of madness all the yeah. all that great oh it's great great uh, great filmography right uh, great film. So we wanted to see how it how it all started. How, how we started. And there was there are moments of, of of brilliance in here. Yes. Moments of brilliance. Uh, the ending, I think, of the movie is the payoff and kind of cool and interesting. Uh, yeah. Something to say. The um, section, basically, I guess they have to bomb. Don't let's not reveal okay. everything. Let's okay. not reveal everything. All but right. the way they resolve kind of the crisis at the end is is unique and interesting. Really, but that's that's that's. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I, I won't say. You can't say. If I can't somebody, say. if this sparks an interest in you, go, go to the Criterion Channel. The Criterion Channel right now. If you uh, are a subscriber, and if you're not, then unsubscribe like, to this uh, podcast. <laughs> no, never mind. I don't um, know how much of an intersection we have between Criterion Channel <laughs> viewers and. Uh, well, hopefully we're cultivating that. Oh, yeah. But it's on the Criterion Channel right now. Is yeah. a whole section on 70s sci-fi that has yes. a bunch of great movies like Something like Green, Death Race 2000. It's a great little collection. Right. It's a great collection, including Dark Star. Um, go watch it there. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, the other movie we watched this weekend was 1917. 1917. Which right, just won the Best Picture uh, Golden Globe. Yes. Uh, I, the way I described it uh, to, to people is um, technically brilliant, emotionally vacant. Yeah, that's about. I'm, I that's mean, about it, right. There's there are scenes where my mouth is like hanging open because of the beautiful cinematography from Roger Deakin, which yeah, it's like some of the night yeah. sequences and stuff. I don't want to let's not ruin it, but um, it it just uh, awesome jaw-dropping like awesome photography in this thing and you know um moments where it's just like wow this is how they pull that off that looks awesome yeah i just could not connect with any of the characters or kind of care this this felt like a roller coaster ride for the sake of doing cool sequence after cool sequence yeah it, it felt like an action movie that happened to be set in world war one but it could have been set during most any major, conflict like, any any conflict true True. Uh, it could have been said in the future. Could have been said in the future. Yeah. It, it would have been said. If it would have been said in the future. I think I would have liked it, it more if it was said in the future. It, it would. The, the same exact scenes could have happened. Yeah. The same exact scenes. This, in fact, when I'm watching it and during like some of the shelling scenes, I'm thinking, I was thinking Imperial Guard. I was literally thinking this yeah, is yeah. this is what the Imperial Guard in the trench would 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 feel like right now. This is exactly yeah. what they would feel like. Um. So to me, it wasn't about World War One. No. I, I don't understand. I guess it was, I guess Mendez was trying to pay tribute to his grandfather with this. Um, yes. But I, I, it just, it just, if you're going to set it during that conflict, World War One, which is sort of, I think the, uh, where we sort of gained a greater awareness of, War being a terrible, horrible thing, and where a oh, lot it of was, it was the first old war romanticism sort of started to it die. It was the out first because real of, mechanized yeah, war, yeah, because of the mechanization of war, because of yeah. the machine gun, because right. of the artillery, yeah, uh, it was just more horrifying than anything they'd ever seen, right? Um, and so a lot of the uh, movies that are about that war, like Paths of Glory or Grand Illusion, have very pointed things to say about war, um, and a lot of the literature, same thing. A lot of the literature of that time and a lot of poetry of that time had a very pointed things to say about war because of just the effect. Like it, they had never seen anything like it, and this feels like it has nothing 
to say about war. I, I think it has a little something to say about about the men who are depicted as the two protagonists in the movie. It's something about their heroism and their sense of duty and their sense of duty to each other, as well as the duty to the people that, that they're accomplishing the mission for. So there's 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 a little yeah. of that. There's a, there is that. There's a little of that. But not it, enough for me to care. No. Not enough for me to think that this is a great, memorable movie. I'm actually going to forget about it. Yeah. I'll tell you now. And this is not. And I love World War One. I. I, I mean, World I, War One's fast. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating subject, and it's <laughs> one reason I don't love World, World War One. World War One. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. World War One. Love it's it. The, it's the best. Um, I'm fascinated by that period of history. Yes. Right. If you really wanted to listen to uh, a lot about World War One, go listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, um, the podcast. Blueprint for Armageddon. I Blueprint think. for Armageddon is all about World War One, and it is amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. But this movie could have been set in any war. Yeah. Apart from the whole, you know, if someone had a cell phone, there's no reason for this movie kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so maybe yeah. not set in the future, but... But certainly any of the set pieces could have happened in the future and it would have been the same. I just, I, to me, I, I just, I, I, I like, I like that we saw it on the big screen because I think the, it, it needs to be seen on the big screen. Yes. Because it is awesome. And, and, uh, uh, I thought the score was okay. Kind of standard heroic. Kind of war. Generic or yeah, Exactly. Score. Military's, you know, soaring moments. Yeah. Kind of not, it's no Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but the but the photography is amazing. Yes, uh, it looks great. Right. Undeniably, it looks great. Yeah, and, and most importantly, cameo by a land raider. Yes, there's a land raider. There is there is a <laughs> land raider cameo. Yeah, in this. So uh, look, so watch for that. Watch for the land raider cameo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it is just because it's just like a. I don't want to say. Yeah, I don't want to say. I don't want to give away the land raider cameo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, go see it for that. that. Right. Okay, let's take a break. When we All come right. back, uh, we're going to get into Psychic Awakening, The Blood of Ball. Okay, we're back. We got our hands on uh, the Blood of Ball Psychic Awakening. That we did. Yeah, we bought it today. It was 40 bucks. Um, it is how many pages long? Let's look. It is 79, 80. It is 80 pages long. 80 pages long. Yeah, Excellent. like like any of the Games Workshop books, it is beautiful. It, yes. A lot of new artwork. Nice presentation. Yeah, a lot of new artwork. The new, new Mephiston is featured prominently on the cover. Yes. And it tells the story of the Tyranid incursion on Ball as it gets disrupted by this great psychic awakening. Because this book is so new, we did not get into the fluff of it. No, we did not get into the fluff. It was pure crunch. We got into the crunch today. Pure. So that's what we're going to talk about. So this is more of a first impression. We have not played with these rules yet. Yep. This is us looking at the new rules and um, opining like a couple of ignorant <laughs> dudes who've never played <laughs> About what we think these rules will True be. armchair generals. Yeah, here. totally armchair generals. But that's why you listen to us. <laughs> You're not going to win the next ITC tournament. Is this, is this what we should rename, rename the podcast? Armchair generals? Armchair generals? <laughs> yeah, we should have done this. Done. Hindsight is the name of this podcast. Hindsight 2020. All right. Um, 
the important things in here is that it up, updates the Blood Angels Codex with a bunch of new rules and yeah. and point and frankly point deductions. Yes, lots of I think point deductions Huge pretty much across dedu- the board. Oh, across the board. Also, also brings the Blood Angels Army all the fancy toys from the Space Marines Codex. Yes, including the different units, Vanguard units, you know, Phobos Army wearing units. Um, it gives different psychic disciplines for vanguard librarians versus normal librarians. It gives them special vanguard captains, you know, plus it, uh, plus it, uh, as we said, it does reduce a number of points for different characters as well as, uh, weapons and gear choices. And it, uh, and frankly makes some of the characters who were less than exciting in the past, um, a little more interesting. Because let's face it, up until now, if you were playing Blood Angels, you were going to play your Blood Angels Smash Captain. Yeah. Right? He's just too good. Jump pack, thunder, you know, hammer, wielding, you know, dude. He's an effective combat unit as well. Super, exactly. He has a nice aura. Right. Everyone because because Dante too, is else, awesome, but yeah. Dante cost over two hundred points. They were too, everyone else was too expensive, right? And they didn't do enough for the point values. It just, it, now you've got a whole bunch of different characters that have been reduced in yes. in cost, and then also have these cool abilities that you can stack on one yes. uh, on top of each other. And so, um, from the perspective of the way I play Blood Angels, I tend to play Blood Angels with um, a, a big Death Company contingent. You do. You love you love the tough. I love the death ten company. man death company blob, twelve man death company blob. Sometimes, yes, um, often led by a a chaplain of some sorts. Often Lamartis. Often Lamartis, right? And sometimes I throw in the Sanguinor because the Sanguinor, you know, gets you an extra attack. Sanguinor's nice. Sanguinor's all right. But he, but Sanguinor used to be hundred and seventy points, which yeah, is which is way too much. Yeah. That was now great. now we we've avoided a lot of the problems because we are not competitive. Um, 40k players for the most part we play for fun yeah so we tend to play power levels as opposed to points yeah so a lot of what we say easier to manage right um won't even apply to our games (laughs) it's really gonna apply to people who are playing more competitively and actually are playing by points yes right uh we are but we are not but filthy casuals (laughs) (laughs) we have fun we do have fun we don't get all upset you know when something in the meta changes right yeah, we don't have uh, steam Remember blowing out of our Knights were a thing. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? All right, so um, let's talk about some yeah. of the abilities that the um, yeah. Blood Angels have. Um, so the Blood Angels are given the um, they shall know no fear, which allows you to reroll your morale. Yeah, no, 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 right, no, no. Bolter discipline, which is good. Nice little, yeah. Something called good. shock assault, and then and then combat doctrines, which Space Marines have. Oh, yeah, they're coming. Let's talk about shock, shock assault. Doc, shock assault. Shock assault. Shock assault. Shock assault. Shock Let's assault. Talk. This is important. If this unit makes a charge move, is charged, or performs a heroic adventure, add one to the attacks characteristics of models of this unit until the end of the turn. Okay, so your blood angels get this. If they're charging, they get another one to attack. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna analyze most of these new abilities through the lens of Death Company. All right, so um so they're given all the toys that the Space Marines have. Yeah, they have all the... Bold Discipline, Shock Assault, and they shall know no fear. All the fun stuff. But, but Shock Assault is going to be especially relevant. It is going to be especially relevant because it adds one to their attack characteristics. And as, as I said... Gotta um, love that. Uh, anything that, that we can pile on yep. benefits soon, soon results in ridiculous amounts of benefits. 
Well, let's let's imagine our let's have our imaginary ten man deaf company squad right in our collective heads right now. Right, they're in our heads. Do you see them? Yes. Do you see them with their bolt pistols and chain swords? The bolt pistol, chain swords. Maybe there's a thunder hammer in there. Right. I don't know. It's your one squad. thunder. Okay, I'll throw this in is your one, mind one maybe two thunder hammers. Let's throw in one thunder hammer. One thunder hammer. Okay, because chain swords gives you. Two attacks. Two attacks. That gives them. That gives those nine guys an extra attack. And this is about numbers. So about numbers normally, speaking. Space Marine uh, Death Company gets two attacks, two attacks on the charge. Yep. Right. With chain swords, they get three attacks. All right. We got three attacks per. Now you got shock assault. Four attacks. Four attacks per on the charge. On the charge. Four attacks per on the charge. Right. So that's nine times four is thirty-six. All right. So thirty-six attacks. Thirty-six attacks because we're good at math. Right. Right. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you got 36 attacks because of shock assault. Yeah. Right. And the chain swords and the base attacks from the. And we're going to revise that to 40 because it's now. It's now 40 attacks. Sorry. Sorry. We're, we're taking away. Yeah. If you have, if you have that mind squad, the death company mind squad, take away the thunder hammer, put in a chain sword guy. All right. So now you have 10 death company guys with chain swords. Yep. So that's going to be 40 attacks there on the charge. There it is. All right. Let's assume that they're going to in, you know, call the assault doctrine. Cool. Which uh, gives them. An improved AP of one, so now those forty attacks are at an AP minus one. That's nice. Okay, that's nice, right? Yep, that's good. That's really good, right? But wait, there's more. But we want numbers. We want numbers. I want numbers. Well, maybe give me the numbers. All right, because they are the sons of Sanguinius. (laughs) Okay, they get extra stuff. All right. All right, they have a an ability called the Savage. Echoes. These are for battle-forged armies. Battle-forged armies only. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, while the assault doctrine is active, mm. if a unit with this ability makes a charge move, is charged, or performs a heroic intervention, add one to the attacks characteristics of models in this unit <laughs> until the end of the turn. Okay. <laughs> Note that this is cumulative with the bonus these models receive. From the shock assault ability. They make a point of it. They make a point of it. So they you can't say one takes the place of the other. Nope. So now yep. you're talking about five attacks on the charge. Five attacks each. Five times send. Fifty. That's fifty attacks. Right in those numbers. Right. Oh, okay. Man. All right. So fifty attacks at AP minus one. Mm-hmm. Now they have an ability called the red thirst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When resolving an attack made with, by a melee weapon with a model with this ability in a turn in which that model's unit made a charge move, yeah. was charged, or performed yeah. a heroic intervention, yeah. add one to the wound roll <laughs> when that unit with this ability <laughs> sure. advances or makes a charge move. Okay. Add one to the advance roll or charge roll. Easier plus to one to wound, easier. plus one to charges and advances. Easy. So it's easier to get in. Easier to wound. Four plus turns to three plus. Three plus turns to two plus. <laughs> and you get uh, additional AP. Uh, yes. You get one minus one AP. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because now we have these uh, characters that do cool things. Um, Astrath. Astrath. Astrath was an expensive model that you know wasn't that great. He but now, now yeah. he's actually pretty good. Okay, what does Astrath? What can Astrath bring to the table? Okay, so he has a jump pack, so you can keep up with your jump jump pack death. Uh, your death, death com- marines. Your death marines. So pretty much what they pretty are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> death company marines are death marines. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he can keep up with them, which is great. Mm-hmm. A, he's got a four up invuln save, which is fantastic. All right, once per battle, he can call the mass of doom. 
So in the Massive Doom, you roll a D6, and this applies to any units, any Blood Angels infantry within six inches of Astaroth. If you roll a one, then that unit suffers a mortal wound. That's not not good. We don't want that. Yeah, that's the You, know, yeah. you don't want that. But that's, that's for each unit. So if you've got three units around them, that's three moral wounds being spread out. Um, okay. On a two through five, you get Dark Wrath until the end of the turn when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit, add one to the hit roll. So these Death oh. Company in Marines that were hitting on threes are now hitting on twos. Two plus. Oh, but wait, if you rolled a six, that's the Vessel of Sanguinius. Until the end of the turn, models in that unit have a four-up invuln save, and when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit, add one to the hit roll. So now they get a four-up save, and so okay. and this so, is on top of the five-up. Sorry, the six-up feel no pain. Yes, they have a six-up feel no pain to begin with. So our our mind squad is currently equipped. Yep. With six-up feel no pain. Yep. Not 30, not 40, but 50. 50 attacks. 50 attacks. Possibly, Possibly on 2+. plus. Hitting on a 2+. plus. Most likely hitting on a 2+. plus. Right. With with, with a plus 1 to plus wound. One, plus, one wound, wound plus, plus 1 to wound, wound. Plus 1 to get in. Plus 1 to the uh, advance or charge roll. Advance or charge roll. Right. Plus 1 to get in. AP minus 1. Yes, and an AP minus <laughs> an AP 1. AP minus 1. Right. But we're not done. But we're not done but because not done. because Astroth also is a chaplain and he knows litanies. Uh, and in order uh-huh. to enact the litany, you got to roll uh, a three up. Okay, so it's like a but one of the litanies. His one of his basic litanies is the litany of hate. Yes. If this litany is inspiring, you can re-roll hits for attacks made with a melee weapon by models in a friendly Blood Angels unit. Okay, so six inches. that's a possible re-roll. That's a possible re-roll. That is a potential re-roll. It's not a definite reroll. Not a definite reroll. You're probably right. you can you might be hitting on a two, and now you may be rerolling that. You may two. be roll rerolling that two. Right. Which is good, which would be great. Would be great. But can we make it definite? Can we make it definite? Can we make a certain reroll? Um. Well, can we that reroll be we, certain? Yes, we can if we use somebody else. Who we got to use? We got to use Lamartis. Lamartis. So Lamartis. What's his deal? Okay. So if you don't want to use Astarath in his massive doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and his four-up invuln save, you got Lamartis. Yeah. Lamartis also has a four-up invuln save. He okay. has one less wound. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a three-up save versus Astarath's two-up save. Sure. He also has a jump pack. All right. That's good. That's, yeah. He has something you. called Fury Unbound. Oh, okay. When a charge roll is made for friendly death company, just, just death company just units, death company. within six inches of this model, you can re-roll the dice. Automatic re-roll Automatic on the charge. We made it a Fantastic. Certainty. When resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in friendly death company units within this model. Within this you can, model? Well, uh, within six inches of this model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can re-roll the hit roll. Automatic re-rolls of hits. Automatic re-rolls of the charges. So, okay. Yeah. So And, and um, he has something called Guardian of the Lost. Friendly death company units can use this model's leadership instead of their own. While they're in six inches of this model, he has leadership nine. He also has the litany of hate, but he, he's not going to need to use that because um, he already has the fury unbound characteristic. So we are talking, if we're adding Astrath and we're adding Lamartis. Oh my God. Do our, death co- do our theoretical death company 
Ten man squad. Yes. Fifty attacks. Yes. AP minus one. Yes. Plus one to charge. Yes. And now plus one to wound. Plus one to wound. Possibly hitting on a two. Possibly hitting on a possibly. Possibly hitting on a two. But for sure rerolls. Re, for sure rerolling. Definite rerolls. On the hits. And rerolling on the charge. All right. So okay. all right. All right. You are gonna okay, and, and if you throw in the sanguinoid, that's an extra attack. Six attacks. Six, sixty. Sixty, 60 attacks. attacks. Sixty attacks. Sixty attacks. Possibly hitting on twos. Possibly hitting on twos <laughs> with re rolls. Certainly with re rolls. AP minus one. Yeah. Plus one to wound. Plus one to charge. And you throw in your command reroll dice. And the command reroll dice. For the ch- maybe. Maybe. For what? what? What would you do that for the re- charge? Charge. Charge. For the charge. charge. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Maybe. Charge. Can we? Can we boost these numbers? I don't know. Can we? Can we go higher? Well, there's other litanies. Give me the litanies. All right. So, um, because chaplains have all these new litanies. How far can we take this? So. The Fury Unbound isn't a litany. It's just it's an aura that Lamartis has. Yeah, that's a, that's an aura. So right? that's, so, that's uh, just the automatic. He doesn't need to pass anything. Right, he doesn't need to pass anything. Astarath has already got the ability to use two litanies, you know. And Lamartis has got one litany. He so can only use litany. one litany. Three litanies. Right, but Lamartis doesn't need to huh. use the litany of hate because... No, he's not going to... That's Fury redundant. Unbound. And Astra, if Astaroth uh, and Lamartis were there, Astaroth would not need... He, he wouldn't know. So, so, so let's talk about the litany. So there's... The litanies of battle for chaplains are, yeah. first of all, the litany of faith, which is, there's basically two litanies you want in here. The litany of faith is, if this litany is inspiring, then when a model in a friendly blood angel unit within six inches of this model would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, roll a d6. On a five up, that wound is not lost. So it's a five up, feel no pain. Five up, feel no pain for mortal wounds. Um, no. For just wounds? Oh, there was a little mortal. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yep. For mortal wounds. It's just, it's just for mortal wounds. Oh, that's situational. It's like or if you got psyched to deal with, maybe. Yeah, that's very situational. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, not as good as I thought. Well, you know. The better one is the mantra of strength. All right. Um, oh, sorry. It's the sorry. It's the exhortation of rage. Oh, okay. If this litany is inspiring, select one friendly blood angels unit. Mm-hmm. This is just for one. <laughs> within six inches of the model, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in this unit on an unmodified hit roll of six. You can make one additional attack against that same unit using the same weapon. Okay. So, 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 so. Right. If, if our grasp of mathematics is a little bit better now, hopefully. Yeah. Um, it's, it's extra attacks from one unit. It's not, it's not going to be from... One out of six of these theoretical death company attacks right. is going to produce... An additional attack. 60... We are talking now, talking seventy. Yes. Attacks. Possibly seventy attacks. Possibly seventy attacks. Maybe more. Maybe less. Yeah. We're in that ballpark. Right. All right. So, so <laughs> this is on a ten-man unit. This is on a ten-man unit. That's insane. With chain swords. Right. Wow. <laughs> AP minus one, plus one the wound. <laughs> I think we've put the numbers as high as we can. Wow. Yeah. Around potentially 70. Right. Around that area. Right. And this is just this is just the death company itself. It doesn't include the attacks by Lamartis or No, um, no, no. Or, you know, Astrath or any of those guys. This is. So the so they they're gonna come down. Uh, uh, look, they're gonna re-roll their charges. <laughs> they're gonna re-roll their charges. With the plus one. Look, it's still nine. It's still a nine-inch charge. Uh, Eight-inch charge. 
You're right. It's going to be an eight-inch charge. Eight-inch charge with right. rerolls. Oh, forgot. Eight-inch charge with rerolls. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a good chance that they're, a, gonna, they're going to get in there. Fair chance. Right. Fair chance they're going to get in there. More than, more than likely, they're going to get in there with rerolls. With rerolls, yeah. They can. They got potential. Right. Um, and then, and then when the, they get in there. 70 attacks. Oh, well, up to 70 attacks. Up, Definitely 60. In the ballpark of 70. Right. It's potentially in the ballpark of 70. Right. So what what so what, what we're saying here is that Death Company just got really badass. Well, the Death I mean, Company even more so. It's turned into for a lot of units, it's uh it's a sure kill. Yeah. It's a sure much. kill. You it's point a kill. you point it at uh you, you, something you want off the board right. and it goes off the board. Oh, you got a two up save? Who cares? No, it's, it's <laughs> make that sixty times. I got I got numbers here. <laughs> I got rerolls. I got modifiers. They got guard numbers all of a sudden. Right. Guard guard numbers with the two plus. I you know, I, I, I think that there's been a lot of press about the Death Company intercessors. And and mm-hmm. that it doesn't yep. it doesn't work because they're limited when they get no jump packs. Nope. So they can't just show up and, and start, you know, no chopping. Deep strike, things up. No twelve inch movement. No, they gotta jump into repulsors. They can't even jump into rhinos because they gotta jump into expensive repulsors. <laughs> Because you know rhinos can't carry Primaris Marines. Nope. Right. Um, and then and only one model in the unit can can equip itself with a chain sword, a power fist, a power sword, a thunder hammer. So you're not going to get the benefit of all of these extra attacks that come with chain swords. All those extra. I mean, you get attacks. the benefit of of one extra wound, right? Yeah. Well, yeah but it, these guys are optimized for close combat. Yeah. And they don't have close combat weapons. Right. What's what's happening? Right. And what what are the, what's their slot? What's their what oh, slot wait, do they wait, fill? Wait, 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 we missed something. What? <laughs> you know what we forgot to add? What do we forgot to add? The black rage. Add one to the attacks characteristics of models and <laughs> <laughs> So instead of sixty base, it's seventy, 70 base. base. Seventy base. That's what? Insane. Unless our math is complete wrong, unless we're missing something, that's on on ten Death Company Marines. It's seventy. It's going to be seven attacks each. That's yeah. That's seventy. Right. That's going to be seventy. And we add, we add the little bonus. We add the little bonus. Right. We are talking a potential eleven point six 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 seven more attacks. So eighty one attacks. Maybe 82 attacks. Maybe 82. 82 attacks. <laughs> man, this is like orc numbers on a what? 10 on a 10 man squad. On a 2 plus with rerolls. Yes. <laughs> AP minus 1. Plus 1 on the wound. Plus 1 on the wound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah. It's just, the numbers speak for themselves. That's All crazy. Right. What is that? Now the the, I, the challenge with with Death Company is keeping them alive after. Well, yeah, I mean they're like um, they they die like dogs, like you know, like 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 Space Marines do. Well, yeah, like any one wound models, three up save, everything now has AP on it. Like many of the big distraction Carnifex models, yeah, like uh, your knights, your uh, big demons, yeah, whatever. You, you point them in the direction of something, do all the shenanigans you can to charge them in there, they kill the thing, and then they die. Right. But that's fine. You know what? Because that's their job. That's the You want the assured kill, and you want everything point all their guns right. pointed at one unit right. for, for a round. 
Right. Because they want that unit extra dead. The only problem is uh, these guys aren't as, may not be as resilient. I don't know, but you have to deal with a lot more, you have to deal with more wounds. At the 10 wounds, you're going to have to chew through with the six up, feel no pain. But that's still, that's fairly fragile. Uh, well, the other thing is that Death Company units just got cheaper, too. Mm. So they, they came down a couple of points. Okay. Death Company with jump packs went from 20 uh, points per model to 18 points per 18 model. 18 points per model. So they got a little cheaper, too. A little cheaper. Okay. Well, yeah. So they got cheaper. Lamarty's got cheaper. Astroth got cheaper. Their abilities got better. If you're doing, yeah, if you're doing a point-by-point -point comparison with some of the uh, similar sort of distraction Carnifex models, like a... Uh, Someone you like, someone you, yeah, you point at a, another model and then yeah. launch them across the board. Right. Um, maybe they come out cheaper. So for 180 points. 180 points. Because that's, yeah, that's It's 180 good. points. You get, you get 82 attacks. <laughs> Potentially. If, if, if they come with. 70. Okay. But, uh, but you also have that in the, the point cost for Astrath and Lamartis. And yeah. possibly the Sanguinor yeah. in there, right? And that's in that that right there. That's that's um, you've got three HQ units. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you no, know, actually, Lamar is Lamar's HQ. Yeah, I think yeah, Lamar's HQ. HQ. But you can HQ. put them. You can put them in the um, in a in a separate Supreme Command attachment. Yeah, exactly. Or so, whatever. It is. So they don't have to. And you get more command points. And you get more command points. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to do two more um, HQs now. You have to make two more HQs now for your brigade or battalion. That's your fine. Battalion. Uh, fine. Yeah. Put in a tech marine and two tech marines. <laughs> two tech, two tech marines, uh, a Sakaran, <laughs> right? Dive company with Astaroth, Nomartis, and just there's your unit. There's your army drop, right jump there. them in. Right. Right. You got an army. You got an army. You got an army. Sure. Okay, so um, so that's great. Um, look, uh, across the board, um, all the characters got reductions. I mean, Dante yes. went down like 50 points, right? And yes. Everybody went, went down a lot, um, so they got better. I, I didn't see any great uh, relics in this book. Nothing seemed nothing seemed great. Okay. Um, I think the I think the real the real um, hero here is um, the way the Auras interact with each other there's nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. especially issue war gear wasn't there's also special rules for flesh terrors I'm, I, I'm not a big flesh terrors guy yeah, I, mean, I, don't know. I didn't see the benefits necessarily in here it's it's all I think fluffy more than anything else Can, cannibal lads yeah I don't know uh, the like chainsaws. <laughs> there's a name generator in here for blood angels yes they all end up sounding Italian yeah <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, what do you mean I, I, I roll. The... Okay, my guy, I, I just rolled. Uh, you roll in order to generate a name for your um, characters in Blood Angels. It, you know, this book makes it easy. Okay, and did you roll some? I, I did. I rolled uh, Aldous Specari. <laughs> Ald he sounds like, like the guy. <laughs> Aldous Specari. The Spe Italian film director, Aldous Specari. I am uh, overwhelmed with the uh, Black Rage. <laughs> All right, we're now offending everybody of Italian descent. Uh, sorry. Uh, Italian listeners, I, I apologize. We, yeah, sorry, that. Italy. Uh, yeah, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. But every, I mean, look, there's all these names. There's, a, there's Maurizio. Uh-huh. 
there's a guy named Smemories. <laughs> what? I don't what? know. What? <laughs> She's like the dumb brother of Smemories. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's Morrier. <laughs> Smith Marty's Morrier. The oh, Blood Angels. <laughs> Morrier. What? What kind of last name? Morrier? <laughs> yeah. Mo- <sighs> yeah. <laughs> What's your name, brother? <laughs> Smith Marty's. Yeah. It's Battle Brother Mori. <laughs> yeah. Call me Mori. Uh, anyway. He eats alone at lunch. <laughs> he does. Uh, don't go over the right. table, Smith Marty's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a section on Tyranids we did not get into. No. Because <laughs> no. we don't play Tyranids, so, so we don't care. Uh, <laughs> but if you play Tyranids, you probably want to want... You probably want to yeah. 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 There's all kinds of adaptations for the high fleets. There's adaptive physiology in there. There's special psychic powers. And you get a name generator. Tyranid names my Hive Tyrants. my First names. So what are the what are the first names? <laughs> the looming. Uh, 
Lurkers. I'm not kidding. Moving lurkers. Yes. That's what. Okay. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, What's happening? Get this, get, or, this, get this book. Yeah, get the book. It brought us this much joy. Yeah, it'll bring that much joy to you. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't think we can top that. Uh, if you play Blood Angels, Blood Angels or Tyranids, and you want a Blood, if you, you want, want your a, own looming worker, <laughs> right? Uh, or Blood Brothers, uh, Marty's, get this book. Okay. All right. Um, I think this is going to be an episode. Um, okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> if you've managed to make it this far and you haven't subscribed so. yet, <laughs> please do or so. Or unsubscribe. Please yeah. resubscribe. <laughs> please resubscribe. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms, whether you're on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever. Please subscribe. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach out, send us an email. You can reach us at the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. With that, that is the end yeah, of this episode. It. We're done. <laughs> We're done. It's over. Uh, my name is George. And I'm Smomartis. <laughs> and we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah.